Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Women Who Win podcast series. We are so excited to bring inspiring women around the world together for exciting conversations so they can all learn from each other. Today, we are excited to have Danielle Nair. With over five years of experience, she is a woman to watch in the fashion and media industry with experience at Vogue, Condé Nast, Who, What, Where, and The Editorialist. She's passionate about sustainability, philanthropy, and giving back in addition to fashion. Let's welcome Danielle. Thank you. Hi, so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we can get started. So just tell us your story. You've certainly had that dream career in the fashion industry currently at The Editorialist. What inspired you to pursue this career in fashion? That's a great question. Yeah, I kind of circuitously wound up working in fashion. I always really had like a strong passion to to write. And when I did graduate, it was kind of just figuring out like where I would plant that seed and kind of grow a full-fledged career and what would be the right opportunity for me. Um, and so Condé Nast was always kind of like a dream company for me. And I really had aspired to work at the World Trade Center office and kind of have that glossy experience. And so I was so fortunate to get my first job there, um, working at Vogue on the sales team. And then from there, I kind of just, you know, bugged a bunch of editors and um, asked them to take a chance on me, which they were so wonderful in doing. And that's kind of how my career in fashion started. I had like very little fashion knowledge. I always cared a lot about, you know, clothing and found it to be really just an incredible way of self-expression. So when I finally had the opportunity to, to write about it and do it in a way um, that felt real to me, I think it was just like the best merger of all these different things I cared a lot about. Um, but I think, you know, working in fashion, I feel like it can be feel a little bit alienating to people. Um, I think the industry can be a little exclusionary. And so I think my favorite part of having this kind of a career is just being able to give people the opportunity to see that fashion is really just a way of feeling good. Like there's nothing more or less about it. Um, to me, I think a lot gets lost in translation and it can feel really isolating or, you know, um, really commercial or capitalistic. And I think the biggest thing is that whatever you put on your body is just supposed to make you feel amazing. And um, my job is really just showing people that and giving them the tools to have that experience with clothing. Um, so yeah, so I've been in that fashion writing journalism world for quite a long time. And now I'm with Editorialist, which is so great. Um, I'm actually just was promoted to deputy editor. So that's been really lovely. And yeah, just trying to give people that kind of luxury lifestyle and that aspirational experience um, wherever they are at in the world, wherever, you know, their salaries are, it's, it can be something aspirational and exciting for everyone. Um, so that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I love that. And I love what you said about having people like take a chance on you. I feel like in industries like fashion and media, you know, those are such hard industries to break into. So I think it's so important to like meet people that are willing to take that chance on you and then pay that forward mm -hmm. um, once you're in. So it's absolutely um, the way it works too. I found that there were so many wonderful people who were understood what I went through and yet, right. Like there's barriers to entry, I think within fashion and media worlds, a lot of it is connections or the schools you went to. And, you know, I went to Rutgers. I didn't go to like a fancy private yeah. or Ivy League which is totally okay. And I think it goes to show that it doesn't matter where what your background is. It's really important to know the value you bring and to carry your head held high and be proud of where you came from. Um, because 
it, it impresses people, I think, when they see that confidence in your background and your upbringing and the context you're coming from. So, so yeah, I think nice. for me, it's really important that I uplift other creatives and people who are just getting their start because it can feel it can feel lonely when you get first in there and just are trying to get that foot in the door. I love that. That's awesome. And at Women Who Win, we really like to share stories of women that are really chasing those dreams and also the lessons that they learned along the way. Did you face any challenges or obstacles in your personal or professional journey? And how did you overcome them? Definitely. I think that there's always this push and pull when you're in like a fast paced work environment or like a, you know, fashion is famously cutthroat or just competitive in general. And I think that um, it's really important to have integrity whenever it is you're at work or in a situation, whether it's like, you know, you're leading a team or you're just trying to make a decision about something you're writing about. Um, I find it to be really important to just stay true to who you are and really stick with your guns on things. So like if something doesn't feel right to you or you're in a situation at work or you hear some somebody say something that some, doesn't resonate or just feels yeah. wrong, like I think it's so important to stand up and be vocal about the things you believe in um, because it's it's pretty easy, I think, in this luxury ecosystem to just, you know, forget what matters and to me, I always try to really like have a strong center of gravity to be vocal about things that matter to me. Um, and also just to, to not lose yourself. Like, like, as I was starting to say, when you are in that like quick environment that everything's go, go, go all the time, um, it can be easy to also like forget to prioritize yourself and your well-being. Um, so taking that time out to be present with yourself and make sure that you're taking care of you is it's crucial and vital to everything else that you'll accomplish. If you're doing that, then you'll be far more successful. And, um, but without that, without that kind of self-talk, it's, it's almost impossible. So that's the biggest thing I try to cultivate and have kind of prioritized in this year of my life specifically. So. Nice. I love that. And I think that like that it's so important to have integrity and just really have that personal brand and be someone that everyone can trust. I think especially early career, I mean, you are going to make mistakes, right? And I think as long as you're being trustworthy and you have and you're acting with integrity, that's the most important thing. Totally. It's so true. And it's, you know, I'm I'm quite young. I'm 26. And I think being like wow. a leader of a team at that age, yeah, it's been really it's Incredible. been so enlightening and such an honor to like be able to support people on their journeys, but it's by no means easy. Like people have yeah. are coming from all different places in life and have so many different goals and styles of like their work environment, ways they like to be managed. And so I feel really blessed to have this chance to like work with different kinds of people, but it's definitely one of those things that's trying. And I think the best thing to do is just right, be honest, be authentic, um, be a good listener, um, be in someone's corner when they need it. And that's that's really all you can do. That's incredible. And I cannot believe you're only 26. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing that you've already kind of had such a big career and you've worked at so many amazing organizations at such a young age. That's amazing. Thank you. I feel it's it's not without help. Like I feel, like I said, so, so fortunate for those who helped me get here. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for what's next. So we'll see. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And what I was really excited about and something that we really emphasize at Women Who Win is giving back. Um, as we are also a nonprofit organization, um, we really believe that it's important for every young professional to really take the time to give back to their community. And I saw that you're very passionate about that. So what inspires you to give back and uplift people in your community? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been something that's been pretty important to me for most of my life. I think that I had quite an emphasis on like volunteer work when I was in college. And so 
getting started in my career was interesting because my dad would always say he like, cause I, I, for a while I wanted to work at a nonprofit full time, but he had kind of that philosophy of being like, why don't you get your sea legs, get your career together and then wait till you have more to give because then you'll have a wider network. You'll have the resources and, you know, there's no wrong or right, right or wrong way to give back. But I think that was some of the best advice I had received because this year is kind of the first time since graduating that I feel really ready to do that. And so um, I had kind of toyed with what kind of organization I'd want to work with for a while. And I recently began volunteering for Safe Horizon, which is New York's leading domestic violence shelter. Um, they you know, really support victims from all different walks of life. But it's a it's a wonderful organization and they do a great job of helping these families and women transition out of the homes and really, you know, get back on their feet, get jobs again. And my vision for working with them came from a TV show actually called Made with Margaret Qualley. And um, she enters this shelter and she's walking through this kind of like mini kind of faux clothing store. Like it was like set up to make the survivors feel like they were shopping, but given that they have like a lack of monetary resources, a lot of times when you are coming to a shelter, all the clothing is free. And I thought it was so clever in the context of this show. So I was really curious to see if the, you know, actual shelters that were present in New York had something like that. Um, so we kind of started talking about from that idea. I was really passionate about saying I have the fashion connections and knowledge, and I would love nothing more than to be able to give women who are having to leave home and make really hard choices for themselves and their children to have them, you know, at least have something to something less to worry about, which is that clothing element and good high quality clothing that will stick with them throughout this hard time and make them feel good because so much of it is confidence related. So you know, when you put something on your body that gives you that feeling, it kind of gives you that that joie de vivre to continue going, you know? So um, that was how our conversation started. So I've been working with them quite a bit to see what that will look like. Um, and yeah, we have a gala coming up that I've been helping with the auction for and just get, gathering different items from across like the entertainment fashion worlds that could help us raise money for the shelters. And it's just been the most special thing. I think that what you know, what I set out to do originally was to give back once I had that chance and looking now at my career, I'm able to do it in such a more profound way because I've, I've kind of given it that time to think and see what was going to be right for me and what I could give. Um, so yeah, so that's what, that's been my like latest big project and I'm really proud of it and I can't wait to see kind of how it blossoms. I love that. And what's really cool about that is like the access to fashion. I think that, you know, it's, it's hard to really think about fashion and making sure that that's a very accessible industry. And I think the fact that you're kind of doing this with clothing for people that really need it, I think that's really amazing. Um, Thank you. And it kind yeah, of ties yeah. into your story with fashion very well too. Thank you. It does. And I think there is this, this interesting environment where um, fashion editors have to test clothing in order to write about them. So whether it is a cashmere sweater or winter wear or coats or you know, we get a lot of access to clothing that is just gifted. And then, you know, all, all of us live in studio apartments and yeah. like there's no possible <laughs> conceivable way to to actually keep all of that clothing. So um, all of us editors are constantly donating things, but it'll be really rewarding to have everyone kind of giving to this shared initiative. Um, I've spoken with many editors and everyone's super excited already. So we'll see kind of where it goes. Ooh. But yeah. Nice. Great. Actually, that kind of brings to the next question, which was what does like a day in the life look like for you? Great question. So 
usually I'm fully remote, which is one of the many luxuries of working at my company, which is great. Um, I'm currently, you know, kind of juggling um, going to appointments for market. So that kind of means maybe it's Hermes or another luxury brand, or maybe it's your Aritzia's or your Zara's who will kind of bring editors in to come and see the new collections. So I get to go in person and get hands-on with product all day long. Um, And then that's usually what I try and do in the mornings. Um, And then in the afternoon, I sit down with my writing or my edits and just kind of churn through tons of content. I have to do a lot of strategy for our many verticals now. Um, So that's kind of been fun, a good challenge beyond the fashion realm. So I get to extend into lifestyle and beauty a bit for the first time in a while. Um, So I do that usually in the afternoon. Um, And then I usually make time every day to do a little bit of journaling just for me and just kind of to do that self-check-in. So I tend to like light a candle, have like coffee or tea. A lot of times this happens in the morning before I even like look at my computer or anything. And I find that it really helps me to kind of set intentions for the day. And it's become such a habit now that it's like a reflex. I feel like I always wanted to get into journaling, but it always just felt inconvenient or weird, you know, to put these thoughts on the page. And now I'm it's just second nature and I highly recommend it. I think it's helped me a lot. So, so yeah, that's a day in the life. I cook for myself in the evening. Um, <laughs> usually at, in the evening too, there are always like fashion events and parties. Yeah. And um, a lot of the time it's just hard to decide, like, do I, you know, stay in and take that me time and do things for myself or do I venture out and kind of do that social circuit? Um, so I try to go to something maybe like one night a week, but I used to be like five nights a week, always having to go to things and it's just not sustainable. So, um, so yeah, pared it down a bit and it's been nice. Nice. That's amazing. Definitely sounds like that dream post COVID, like working style. Um, and of course we have to ask you as you are a fashion editor, what are the top 2023 trends that you're most excited about, especially as we get into summer and spring? Great questions. Um, well, there are many articles that I can send your way, but I do think the one that I feel really jazzed about right now is the rosette trend. So you're probably seeing it a lot on social media. It's like these 3D kind of like flowers that women are wearing, men and women really are wearing on like scarves or on um, lapels of coats, or you're seeing it like attached to a belt. Um, and it's kind of inspired by like Carrie Bradshaw era style. In the yes, 2000s. Sex in the City. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And um, YSL did them in a really beautiful way in the past few collections. So it's like really catching on right now. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're about to. Um, So that's a good fun one. That's kind of like you can buy a little flower brooch and just wear it multiple different ways to change up like a little black dress or something really simple. Um, So that's a fun one. We are also seeing a lot of like yellow hues this spring, um, a lot of like fiery reds, which are always really fun for like this time of year that usually centers on pastels. Um, And then in outerwear, we've seen a lot of really interesting like jackets and coats. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of bombers right now. Like you're you're seeing a lot of these oversized leather bomber jackets with like Mm -hmm. contrast collars, which are really chic and fun. Um, and and then <clears throat> denim maxi skirts, which you might have seen a lot of too on on I've Instagram. Seen more of those, yeah. yeah, it's happening. It's a cool alternative too to like your usual jeans. Um, it can be kind of hard to get in and out of a cab with one on, so just yes. make sure like 
go with one with a slit because otherwise you'll it's a little bit of a struggle um but they look yeah. incredible i love like a really you know long skirt look i think it makes me feel really tall and like very new york girl so <laughs> that's um, that's those are my favorite trends i'm looking at right now and then in the fall we're starting to see like kind of more croc effect embossing on different jackets and um pieces for the fall season so we always encourage people to make sure they're just shopping ethical products so not actual crocodile like we do not endorse that um but there is something about that trend that is really really fun and polished so that's another big one that's so cool that's awesome and i'm super excited about those trends too i haven't seen the flower brooch one but i have seen the denim skirts but i'm gonna keep an eye out for that it's nice because I think this season we're finally seeing a shift back towards like more wearable trends. Like we keep saying that there's been, you know, platform heels in the past seasons or like these micro mini skirts that barely cover anything. And it's just like, who is wearing like this is ridiculous, you know, like this only works in theory and on social media. And so now we're finally seeing things that like actually make sense to buy and wear and will r- work well for your actual life. So that is something I'm thrilled about. So. <laughs> Me too. I feel like that's the fashion meets function. That whole right, thing. exactly to a T. Nice. And of course, um, to wrap it up, we have to ask you a very fun question. What is that must-have item in your closet right now that no one can borrow? All yours. It's on every oh. carry-on bag. That's a great one. I think I'd have to say my. I just got these half off i got them on sale and it was like a complete fluke i don't know why they were discounted but they're these crazy ysl pumps and they're like super high like it's definitely the highest heel i've ever worn and i feel like ankle breakingly tall in them but it's kind of like (laughs) every time i wear them people are like where are these shoes from like they're just really special and they're like a patent black leather and they have this little gold chain detailing on the front and it's like my favorite night out shoe. So I wear them with like a pair of like polka dot tights or like sparkly tights or something and a mini dress. And oh my gosh, it's just like the most fun thing ever to put them on. So those are like the most impractical thing I'm obsessed with. But then um, more practically, Chanel ballet flats are like something I wear literally every single day. It's like the most universal shoe that you could ever invest in. Um, so comfortable, so well-made. And my friends always ask to borrow them. And usually I let them, I will say I'm pretty good. <laughs> That's, <at sharing>. good. <laughs> That's awesome. So it sounds like shoes are your thing. Shoes are my thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> nice. Well, it was so nice to have you on women who win. We are so excited to have you in our global women's network and learn from you. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me and letting me share my story.